You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. We welcome you. Welcome back to Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero. I'm George. I'm Haley. We've got an amazing episode this week because we're covering Godzilla 1985. 1985, so the Americanized That's one. That's right. Dr. Pepper, baby. Which is significant. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Dr. Pepper, which is significantly different from the 1984 Japanese Yes, cut. it is. Yes, they it is. They added a bunch of stuff, and I believe there is... Uh, Highly ex- nationalistic yeah, to the American. Very. Yeah. Because this movie comes at an era during the Cold War, and it does have... The U.S. versus the USSR. You have some That's right. conflict here. But we should introduce our guest because he's the one who picked it. Please welcome the amazing Brandon Bird. <laughs> welcome to the show. Now, Brandon, hey. uh, people probably know, I'm sure everyone has seen your art on the internet. It's gone super viral. Yes. You've, okay, when did you first come into prominence? And let's uh, describe your, some of your artwork, some of your most famous pieces. Uh, so I would say uh, people started finding my stuff around 2003. Okay, so you yeah. know, just a couple years ago, we came around. <laughs> I mean, that's around uh, the time my my stuff went viral too. So we started coming up together. Yeah, same, yeah, yeah. That was that was back in the day of like you'd have you'd find a link. And then you'd physically email it to your friend and be like, yes. hello, friend. This link was very funny and it reminded me of you. Yeah. Please enjoy it. Yeah. And so and I was the recipient of both of <laughs> both of that. And I was like, I was inadvertently following both of you guys. I didn't know like Matt. I, I wasn't I wasn't good enough at. At the web at that time to understand that like you were Maddox and doing that. I just knew you were the guy that um, that judged kids drawings. Yeah. So I was like, I knew that. And then Brandon, we found your stuff. My friends and I in college like found your stuff and we're like, this is the funniest fucking art I've ever seen. And I definitely have a tote bag somewhere with Christopher Walken working on his robot. Yeah. Oh, man, that must, have, that must have been from like Cafe Press. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. I, Very I, old. I loved, I like, we ordered, I mean, like Boston College, there was many students at Boston College that were ordering your stuff from Cafe Press. Whoa, because we found must have that. made like tens of dollars tens of- <laughs> <laughs> what was the cafe press cafe uh, press's yeah. margins were like they're just awful yeah oh, no. <laughs> it, well it was like the base price for a t-shirt would be like 1850 yeah yeah they're all kind of like, like, like now you can charge like 25 bucks for a t-shirt yeah but back then somebody would be like 20 dollars for a shirt Mm-hmm. No thanks, pal. Yeah, your your only option was like sell it at cost and not get anything, or yeah. like yeah. not. And their quality all. was not. No, I remember Cafe Press, and then there was like Zazzle came around around that time, yeah. and then a bunch of different ones. But uh, the first, I, th- I believe, the first piece of artwork of yours I came across, and this was um, this went made me go down the rabbit hole was your, the Christopher Walken one, which I think was one of your yeah, early yeah, ones. Building the robot in the garage. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're trying to to place Brandon's artwork, that that uh, Christopher Walken. It looks very realistically painted. Uh, very almost like almost has a Norman Rockwell esque yeah, quality to it. It does. There's like a soft. And there's just there's like a soft hominess about it, yeah, and it's, it's so many things. It's just him building a robot in his garage on his day off. Yeah. yeah. What inspired in you to make that paneled garage? I feel like that's yeah. important because it's <laughs> like it makes it even more homey and like. <laughs> yeah. What What inspired you to make that piece? Um. So, I, I, I guess. Uh, uh, my my shtick or whatever 
it started when I learned to oil paint in college and I had a really good oil painting teacher and was like, oh my God, I understand how to like paint and how to do different styles and how to control things and make them look. Where did you go to school? UC Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not known for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Banana slugs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, but I happened to get a really good painting teacher. Yeah. Cause your art is spectacular. I mean, I was always like the kid who could draw kind of thing. Right. But I mean, I didn't figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I would like try to think of like, well, I can paint anything what would be like the weirdest thing to see like in a really well done painting and a, a lot of that the sh- the sort of shtick that i developed was sort of a lot of like oh, i'm gonna put like a celebrity or famous person in like a scenario of some kind mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, uh, back then i was still like bouncing off like college friends stuff and and one of my friends was like you gotta do you gotta do walk and painting and he kept pitching me he kept me like, okay, how about Christopher Walken with like mittens playing the cello? <laughs> and I was just like, mm, I think that's like too silly. Yeah, he's going for silly. Sounds like yeah, yeah, because yeah. like you, we want an image to like kind of tell a story, but yes. also be like in Congress in some way. Mm-hmm. Yes, like 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 a it has to it has to make, it has to make sense has in to, a weird way in a very weird yeah. way. yes so i was like it can't be like christopher walken doing the weirdest thing ever right right and i was just like oh he should be doing he should be building a robot in his garage yeah <laughs> that which itself <laughs> is it. like that's that's the perfect amount of weirdness yep and it's also the perfect r- amount of christopher real. walken yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, right it's christopher a, walken, like, but it, i could see him building a robot yeah. i could absolutely see you can that's place the thing. It. it's in the realm of christopher walken possibility yeah it's not so I'm, far out now the edward norton paintings <laughs> <laughs> was do you really like edward norton um sort of <laughs> and that goes like even further back to like me and my younger brother he he got like he got a dvd player mm-hmm. this was you know fight club times like 99 okay. 2000 he got a dvd player on his computer height of edwin orton and he, so he started buying dvds and we'd listen to the commentaries and the fight it was the fight club commentary more than anything that made us just be like Oh my God, Edward Norton, fucking shut up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> because on this commentary, really? he, it, there's like a commentary that I think is, it's Edward Norton, the director, and Brad Pitt. And Edward Norton keeps trying to explain everything that happens in the movie from like the perspective of a learned intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's even this point, and we're just like, this, guy's a, this guy wants to be a professor. Like, what a oh yeah. God. There's even a point where like he and Fincher start arguing and then Brad Pitt off to the side, just you can hear him go, "Man, you guys are dicks." <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember watching That's the amazing, yeah, uh, the director's yeah. commentary on that. Yeah, and, and Brad uh, Pitt seems that cool though too. Yeah, like that, yeah, I love yeah. that 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 adds up that Brad yeah. Pitt, like, because isn't Brad Pitt from like Missouri or Arkansas or something, something like that? Yeah, and he was like, he's he just seems like a normal guy that happened to become. A very famous actor. Which like, uh, we should mention that Brad Pitt was inspired to become an actor yes. by watching War Godzilla the Gargantuas. Oh, the Gargantuas. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But another one that was... <laughs> yeah. War, uh, War the Gargantuas inspired him to become an, a- yeah. an actor. Frankenstein v. Frankenstein. Yeah, wow. and War of the Two Frankenstein. Yeah, the definitive Frankenstein battle. Oh, yeah. They, they had like <laughs> 10 titles for battle. Yeah. It's one of our favorites. So D- Dana Gould chose that when he came on here. And mm-hmm. it's because... He, I mean, he loves that movie, but he also loves that they went through about 10, like getting it to America was like a movie in itself. Is that the second one? 
Uh, um, you would think uh, the second no, Godzilla film? No, a, yeah. a, no, it's like entirely. Movie, right? Yeah, I mean Ishiro Honda directed it. Yes, but it's not. It's its own thing, and yeah. they're Frankenstein's, and there's one that's brown, and there's one that's green, and. You just go watch it. I guess wow. it's it's not it's not Godzilla. It's just in the vein, and it's and the same okay, director. Okay. Oh no, so I'm thinking of how the for oh. the second Godzilla when they Americanized it, they changed his name. Oh, oh, yes, I see. To yeah, something yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, Gigantus. Yeah, 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 yeah that's gigantus. what I'm thinking. Yes, that's I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, no, they um. This one was just kind of its own zany, like mad, 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 mad world sort of. Like I, I have thought multiple times about writing a screenplay about just the translation between it because it was Frankenstein. It was always Frankenstein, and then Gargantua's, and they never quite. It was always in the realm of what. It was never decided upon. <laughs> so that's what's kind of fascinating about it is that it's never was like, it's yeah. Godzilla. And you guys screwed it up by translating it. It was always like, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't no. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brandon, so yeah. here's here's something kind of interesting, a little bit of history between you and I. I So a long time ago when I saw your your um, your Christopher Walken piece, I, I came across all your other work, and was that pretty early on? Uh, it was like 2003, around that time? Yeah, 2003 or four. Yeah, and I remember looking up your website around that time, and I saw a few other pieces, uh, something like that, and I believe I sent you some fan mail, which is very rare for me. Oh my God, I, that's I amazing. almost never yeah. sent anyone fan mail. I've sent you and like two or three other people I can think of in my life fan mail. Another yeah. guy, uh, yeah. I mean, that was also in the day when people sent fan mail. fan mail exactly Actual instead mail. of just being like i'll just follow them yeah so yeah. so then at comic-con i believe in 2006 2008 something around then um you came up to me or we ran into each other somehow you recognized me and you told me who you were and i gotta uh i gotta apologize because at the time when you mentioned your name i was like who wait who is this who are you're like yeah you you like my artwork i'm like oh, okay cool man and then i couldn't remember it until i walked away and i'm like oh my god i know who that is and then i felt like such an ass well if i makes you feel better i don't remember this encounter at all <laughs> okay good good because <laughs> that makes me feel so much better because i was such i felt like such an ass for a long time i was like oh man that guy was super nice and i'm such a big fan of his work uh how can i be so stupid and i was beating myself up but then we i think we we saw each other again because we have yeah, a mutual I, acquaintance ryan north yeah like a couple comic cons ago yeah he had some business or something he had to go to your booth yes and i just went with him yeah, wow. great guy. He, he wrote a choose your own adventure. Um, well, you can't call it that, but it's a it's a, that concept. Choose your own misadventure. Yeah, choose your path or something like that. But it was like a hamlet. The left your hamlet? pathway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's the guy who created dinosaur comics, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So hey, we have some mutual acquaintances. Look at this. And uh, mine is just as a weird. Mine was as a fan for both of you guys. So uh-huh. what a creep. You I'm a what? creep. No. We like that. Hey, the audience likes that. Live studio audience. Godzilla. Godzilla likes that. Too. Godzilla loves it. Hey, now, now this is important because going into the going into the film. By the way, uh, War Gargantua was, was in in J- Japanese originally just uh, the, t- the it was called Frankenstein's monsters. Yeah. Uh, Sanda versus Gyra. Which has uh, nothing to do with Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's not really. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, but the uh, 1985, 1984, or 1985 Godzilla roar is many people's favorite roar. Yeah. Which roar do we use? I believe it's that one. Is I believe, it really? I think so. It's if the show. Correct us. It's the show of Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, this one, when I, when I listen, my 
remember back or think of Godzilla's Roar, that's the one that plays in my head. Yeah, I love this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Um, well, so that being said, let's let's jump on in. So again, if you are, are if you're itching for the 1984 Godzilla, we're going to do that another time. Yeah. We're going to do the 1985 separate, just like we're going to do the 1956 American Godzilla separately, because there's too right. many fucking differences. There's a lot. Um, But this was, uh, first of all, what was everybody's review? I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, I thought it was fucking great, too. Loved it. It is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like it, 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 it to me it didn't seem like that much of a movie. It seemed like it was like wow. now we're doing this, now we're doing this, now we're doing now it's over. Brandon's review. <laughs> <laughs> a big old fart on this one. I I, <laughs> I I watched this I watched this like <laughs> mine was the boner review. Yeah, yours is yours. It's Haley. Yeah, my, me and Haley, yeah. Wait, we uh, so watching this movie with fresh eyes cuz we've been watching so many of the, the classics. Uh, the thing I think the things that Haley and I both liked about this, and correct me if I'm wrong, Haley, is that it hit all the beats of a Godzilla movie, but it was all updated in the in a right way, like in, in a agreed in a yes. yeah. The in practical a, effects were awesome. Yes. Godzilla looked great. Yes, he functioned awesomely. He there was a, I mean there was cool effects, great miniatures, not overdoing it. Yeah, yeah. I I he fights that SpaceX too. I mean, his he's just fucking cool as hell. And it was like very eighties, and I loved it. I just loved all of the eightiesness, etc. Now, the, I I do want to say I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just say like it's just like the, all the stuff around Godzilla seems yeah. very like arbitrary. Oh yeah, yeah, that so that yeah, is, yeah. classic okay, Godzilla well, trope. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that is one hundred. <laughs> Brandon, you were one hundred percent on point with that because in almost every and Godzilla then, movie, and then on top of that, they brought in Raymond Burr to yes. film just more arbitrary stuff. Yes. Oh, like, bizarre. And <laughs> actually, you bring up a really good point is that, so yes, Raymond Burr was added into this 1985 uh, uh, shift for the American market. And we might as well just top line what the, the some of the big shifts are. Uh, it's the, First of all, the 1984 version from Japan kind of per- portrays them as little Japan stuck between America and Russia in the Cold War, the USSR in the Cold War. And this War. is the height of the Cold the War. The height of the cold war now of course the american version cannot have us and the ussr seen equally so it's extremely they we we reshot chunks Mm. to make it nationalistic and originally the screenplay was very tongue-in-cheek to give it a dr strange love feel which is why that parts of this feel a little bit shin godzilla because i think they really leaned into the the dr strange love thing and this is according to my clat book um which everybody should pick up the a critical history and filmography of toho's godzilla series but apparently they were going to also potentially have in terms of who they were going to shoot bringing in leslie nielsen oh my gosh i'm so glad they didn't yeah because <laughs> they did want to make this a comedy but they did want to, they wanted to make it tongue-in-cheek which yeah. i don't know that could have been really interesting however there's, there's like there's like that the random like restaurant dude yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's little little bits of that are in this. Absolutely. And, I mean, Godzilla himself, there's, like, a little, like, to, to George said this was, like, a little bit Ghostbusters stuff. Felt like I Ghostbusters, yeah. I like this because this, this that comes from the same era of filmmaking because Ghostbusters was, what, 1984? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the when you saw the Godzilla giant, you know, you know, the giant walking in the miniature sets, the way that it was filmed, the graininess of it looked just like Godzilla. And there's something about those miniature yeah, sets that yeah. had a Godzilla yeah. Film. Yeah, and then and so they, but then when when Raymond Burr signed on, 
Because they were like, okay, we'll get Leslie Nielsen because we're not going to get Raymond Burr. Mm. But then Burr signed on. And he had a totally different perception about Godzilla because of the original film. And he was like, it's the bomb. I mean, we need to take this stuff seriously. So they backpedaled all of that shit. So that's why there's like, it feels a little alienated. I love how how serious he is in this movie. Like the movie ends with him giving like a wonderful sonnet practically to Godzilla. wrote. What? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He fucking wrote that, Brandon. Well, so you guys love that. I will poo-poo this a little bit. Yeah, you were were like. Yeah, I thought it was Raymond Bohr. Wow. I thought he was, I thought he was like, he was, um, he seemed really like to take this so seriously. I felt like he was a little, he came across a little pretentious to me. And, it's and the entire Godzilla like he universe. was alive when the bomb was dropped on. Yeah, you know, it, almost, <laughs> it was almost like that, Haley. Real close to that. Some would say real close. <laughs> and yeah, it's almost like he wanted to have gravity towards it because it was the height of the Cold War. Oops. <laughs> yeah, look, you make a point. All right. So, touche. <laughs> All that being said, how about we jump in? Let's jump into this. All right. right. So, uh, so uh, uh, the the uh, this movie kicks off with um, well, first of all, it was it was directed by it came out in August twenty third, nineteen eighty five. The the U S version was produced by Anthony Randall, directed by R J Kaiser, screenplay by Lisa Tomei. That, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if she's related to the Mercer. Yeah. No idea. Uh, but there was some, and there was some moving around of the uh, of of the score and all that stuff. Uh, and and uh, it's kind of treated as a 30th anniversary of the original, mm-hmm. uh, even though it kind of you know was like a loose 30 30th anniversary. Uh, so the top we start with an, a, a classic Godzilla opening, Japanese fishing vessel, the Yahatu Maru. It's uh trying. If there's a storm, it's trying to find its way. Giant monster takes down the boat. Yeah. Uh. So like most Godzilla movies start out in the sea, fishermen get attacked by Godzilla. Uh. And that's the first. And and this movie, you know what? I I don't like the um the big old uh, blue balls uh, approach towards Godzilla movies when they like hide it and tease it and like cock tease the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I'm not gonna show you Godzilla till like forty minutes in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. They. But in this movie, they did a they did it pretty effectively because I thought it was mm-hmm. really cool because they showed just enough of a hint every single time uh, except for one time when Godzilla attacks the USSR submarine and they did a real lazy thing they're like launch torpedoes and then they just like stayed inside the submarine yeah. like okay torpedo number one hit its target and then the, the torpedo kind of shakes a little bit I'm like wow real cheap guys <laughs> <laughs> they had zero underwater shots I went on that ride <laughs> yeah yeah oh you were yeah yeah that, that, that's mm-hmm. terrible uh just shake you once with a pole uh and so the next morning we got uh, a reporter goromaki and he finds the vessel and this is cool this is like some aliens shit yeah he gets on that vessel and everybody's dead they're dead and their body fluid this is every melty fucking melty and decayed and weird gross i thought it was like weeks after and then i was like oh it's the next day oops they're dead as shit yeah and then there's one guy who's really badly wounded and uh, and then a a big uh, looks like it's like a trilobite, yeah. Attacks him like a giant trilobite, yeah. But they call it a sea louse. A sea louse, yeah. That's right. Look at that sea louse. Big old louse of the sea. Louse of the sea. Yeah, I've I've heard that somewhere. A sea louse. Yeah, a real thing. Is that a real thing? Gosh, I don't know. Sea louse. 
That's what happens when the la- when the sea has oh sex my- with a dirty dude, Brandon? You're totally right. It, <laughs> is real thing. it looks it looks like it looks just like the creature. It looks like a trilobite, but it's, it's a like sea kind of louse? yeah, it's a sea louse. Wait, it's, what's a- it's like part shrimp and part trilobite. Like it looks like pretty much what you, oh, you they see look on like, screen. Um, um, what are those silverfish? That's what they look like. Ooh, I hate silverfish. Why do you hate silverfish? They're the worst because they eat all your books. Yeah, they eat your oh, paper. They, eat your, they paper? eat your books. They're the only fucking. I've bug kind that of eats just books. let them do their thing. Yeah, no. well, check your books. You got holes in them. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> see, because I don't mind because they're not like roaches. Oh, they're the worst. They're so fucking gross. So, so see, silverfish. Why are they so gross? Oh, they're because disgusting. they they like even roaches. You you can they're like. They wipe there their are feet poisons and stuff you can okay. use. Yeah, like silverfish are just—they're hard to get rid of. They're hard to get rid of. They eat your books. Okay. Yeah. They start off really small, uh-huh. so sometimes you can have them eating your stuff and have no idea. And you have no idea. And then they get kind of big and they all squirm around. You're like, yeah. Oh. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that movie? Creep uh, Night of the Creeps, where they have like little slug things. They—they're kind of like that. And the, also the silverfish. Like if you stomp one, but you don't like fully get it, um, it can kind of molt and like shed its outer layer and then Ooh, like, like a newt losing its tail or something yeah and it keel, still goes on and then i lived in this apartment one time and it was like it had a silver but fish they don't have like they're not like nasty disease carriers yeah but they're just they ugh. get they get like if you have like books on your floor or yeah. like old cardboard or something but i don't well, well, you don't anymore because you yeah. have silverfish. Yeah, Haley. we've established that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I have two cats. They 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 here's, turn up deep. Okay, here's something. Deep. Here's something gross about silverfish, and, and I I, I want to hear what what were you gonna say, Brandon, about them? Oh gosh, oh, I, I was just gonna say like don't like you know those like comic book boxes. Yeah, those yeah. like cardboard comic book boxes. Mm-hmm. Don't put them on your floor. Okay, or even on in the a floor. place that has. Silver silver I've had fish, to yeah. re- I had to replace those with like plastic ones. Yeah. Really? Oh, because so, they ate all your comic books and stuff. They didn't get the kind. Con- well, I mean, I don't know because you kept them in like plastic. I I no, I really didn't. Oh, but yeah. like, but basically now they're all in plastic. Here's something. Here's something else really gross about silverfish that I noticed this on my own. Uh, I'm really they don't like brush their teeth. They're super gross. They don't floss. <laughs> um, I I was really took an interest in entomology for a hot minute, and uh, so I'm like really I don't know. I observe bugs. I'm always paying attention to them, seeing okay. what they do. I give them names sometimes if I find one in my part. I just um relocated a hunt a spider that I usually kill, and this one is called Hunter because he was like fucking oh, murdering. Hunter's, Hunter spiders are great. Oh, I don't even know if his, he's in a species spider, but his name is Hunter. Oh, um, oh, yeah. okay, because there are Hunter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, the silverfish one time I killed one on my ceiling. And yeah, because yeah, they get there and they're gross. Um, so I killed one and it, its corpse like mostly fell off, but it left like a little patch of like where it was smashed, right? Sure. Then for days afterwards, I saw like silverfish just congregating to that patch. Oh my God, they were grieving. They're not grieving. <laughs> they're just following the stink trail to this like pheromone. No, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah they're not they grieving. They're mourning their dead. They're not. They're like the Borg. They don't mourn anything. They're disgusting. Yeah, and they're not like, they clearly they navigate by pheromone. By pheromones, trails. yeah. But they're not like ants. You can get rid of ants by like putting out, I think, baking soda and it will mm-hmm. disrupt their pheromones so they can't navigate. Yeah. yeah. Silverfish don't have those kind of weaknesses. Yeah. Well, like, uh, apparently not, but their weakness is in their heart because one of them died and they all went to this funeral okay. on the ceiling. We get it. Haley's team sea louse uh, in this <laughs> movie. She's uh, No, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I have two cats, so they're not like bugs. Is not they're not really a big problem in my home because mm-hmm. my cats make quick work of them. So if I see silverfish, I always kind of let them do their thing because I'm like, I'll see it turn up in a day or two. Uh, Did 
I can't even imagine a cat eating one. They're so disgusting. no, they just kill it and then I have to sweep it up. Yeah, they like my cats. My cats are absolute bug patrol. Mm. They are nuts. Kind of wish I had one. I also found like a silverfish um, hatching like a little fucking nest of them one time, like on my ceiling, and they're just tiny little. It's just like in in uh, Night of the Creeps, those little slugs that follow around. They're just the worst. I don't know, and you never tried to talk to one. I I think I would if I could get rid of <laughs> mosquitoes or silverfish. I think I might pick silverfish. No. Mosquitoes actually bite you. Well, that's true. All right. (laughs) Mosquitoes it is. All right. All right. Well, at least we're in agreement on that. Back to Godzilla. All right. Back to Godzilla versus the silverfish. Really hate silverfish. It's going to be a weird episode. You should make a silverfish kaiju. Then, because you don't like it, and then then Godzilla, you're really going to root for him to defeat it. Yeah. Isn't there... I I don't think there is one that's that's like that. There's centipede ones. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, a silverfish one, we could all really get behind it. Dying. Wait, wait, there is. What? Um, oh, it's actually, so the sea louse in the Japanese version is called Shakiris. No, but is there a, is there a, oh, silverfish Shakiris. I mean, that's as close as it gets. No, I don't think so, but. Um, Godzilla that can fight him in a living room or something. <laughs> the Cloverfield monster kind of looks silverfishy. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to the movie. Anyway, back to, so yeah. so he finds all these people. He gets in a fight with a, a sea louse, not to be confused with a silverfish, uh, although they look a little similar. And uh, he, he uh, is his buddy, who was holding a knife and was almost dead but survived, st- comes back and stabs it, and he saves Goro. Right. Which I keep wanting to call him, like, Goro from Mortal Kombat. Um. Uh. Did anybody ever play as Mortal as Goro in Mortal Kombat? Uh. Heck yeah. Only if you wanted to win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Did yeah, you ever Gor- think he was dating Shiva? Shira? Shiva? I think so. Yeah. They had to have been. They're both forearmed. But there is a ton of fan fiction. Like, I don't. I don't think I ever played Mortal Kombat. I saw the movie. Oh yeah. Test your might. I saw the movies and played all the games. I love Mortal Kombat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Even the, cool. the new one's great. New one's great. Um, so, okay, so then we're back in Tokyo and we have, uh, we meet a uh, Dr. Hayashida, right? And, and Okumura, who is our, uh, the guy that came back from the dead and like stabbed, stabbed yeah. the thing that was attacking his friend. Right. They end up, they, he talks to him. He talks to, ha- uh, Hayashida and he's like, hey, do you know anything about this? Because he's like, I got attacked by a giant sea louse. Yeah. Right. So then we go straight to, like, they do this weird cut where he's like, do you know about Godzilla? And then it's just like, long pause, cut to them on a couch. Yeah. Looking at pictures. Yeah. And uh, and so they know, so they know from looking at the pictures and comparing everything, Godzilla's back. He's back, mm-hmm. baby. He's back. He's back and he's better than ever. But then they don't want to tell anybody. Right. Because that could cause a panic. They don't want to cause a panic. So the Japanese prime minister says, look, we know it's Godzilla, but we can't tell anyone. We can't discuss it. We can't have a press release. What are you out of your fucking mind? You out of your fucking mind. Yeah. Until a little bit later when their hand is forced by the Cold War. By the Cold War. Mm -hmm. Because they're both cold warriors. So. (laughs) Oh, Haley. (laughs) It literally calls. The audience. It literally says cold warriors. Does it really? In this fucking book. (laughs) That boo was not for you. It, was it literally says, yeah. as the cold warriors step up in their angry rhetoric. Yeah. Brennan, um, I'm curious. <laughs> have, you, have you seen a lot of uh, Godzilla movies, or is this like one of your, uh, the, yeah. one of the few? I, not, I haven't seen that many. Really? Okay. I took, I, so, 
uh, I took a, a Japanese pop culture class in college. It was like one of the first college that classes. That sounds I took. amazing. I was like, I'm gonna take this class. It sounds great. <laughs> it was it was mostly a history of like immediate post war Japan. Oh, cool. Um, and we watched in class. I don't know if you watched the whole thing or just like segments, but we watched the original, which is an amazing film. And then. We had to do a paper, and for some reason, I think we had like a list of topics we could use. Okay. And I didn't want to do anime. Yeah. So I chose the Godzilla one. Oh, nice. And I had to like rent, I ended up renting just what was whatever I could find at the video store in Santa Cruz. So I watched like King Kong versus Godzilla. (laughs) Great. Weird one. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Those berry juice. Yeah, and some other one. I watched like. I don't remember much of that. Yeah. I just remember watching them. And being like, I gotta TV. write my paper. Yeah, and just <laughs> like, well, I gotta write the dumb paper. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't, because that ex- whole experience is kind of weird, I don't really think that favorably of the Godzilla franchise. Gotcha. I, right, I haven't gone and been like, yeah. yeah, I haven't been like, I gotta watch them all now. But uh, I've watched the new ones. And uh, Did you like King of the Monsters, the most recent one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought like, it, we, I, we thought it was great. I did, yeah, I liked it, but I feel like the the um the, some of the 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 way that you looked at this movie critically, like, well, this thing happened and then that thing happened. I feel like the King of the Monsters also had that to it, right? Yeah. Did you feel like, or did you feel like the story is more cohesive in that one? I felt like it was more cohesive, but actually to its detriment. Oh, like it felt the the stuff I didn't like about King of Monsters was the stuff that made it like a very Hollywoody Hollywood movie. Yeah, like now the family has to reunite. Now they're driving around yeah. in a car after, and I'm like, no. You just have your monsters fight, and that's the ending. Yeah, yeah that's the, what we like. The, ending, that's all the ending is that's what we like. the family driving around, fighting each other in the store. No, and- it's stupid. My my. First of all, I loved King of the Monsters, but I and I've said it on this podcast before. But I think what could have strengthened the human story is just to make it about the Mothra twins, and have one of them. They're just two scientists. One lives. One lives in China. The other lives in America. And uh, or on on Birth Island, and the other lives in America. One believes the kaiju are good. The other believes kaiju are bad. They have to come together to summon Mothra if they're going to summon her. So they have to agree to some degree about whether Godzilla is good or bad. And that's it. That's all you need because they're they're strange sisters. Because that's all you don't have to do. This family that's following like a, like a family with kids and da 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 da. You don't need all that. You don't need all of it. Yeah. You just have that, and it's just a streamlined thing, straightforward. You know, that's that would it. be really interesting to see. What if the Mothra twins mm-hmm. disagreed with each other and hated each other and couldn't cooperate? That's and what Moth- I mean. Yeah, and Mothra's yeah. just going crazy. <laughs> Mothra <laughs> gets like really depressed, like <laughs> your parents like, fighting at Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to have a nice Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, Moth- Mothra becomes really emo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gothra. Gothra. But, but, uh, yeah. oh but still, God. that movie, the new one, had like the through line of the humans trying to figure out the behavior of the monsters. Yeah. Like the monsters, they're playing out their story. Right. And the humans are trying to figure it out. Like that's, that's a story. It's not totally random. Yeah. Yeah. It's not totally random. Yeah. And it's fair. Yeah. And and this felt a little more like, especially in the early part where they're not really showing Godzilla. They're like, we just have to show some people. We have to come up with some stuff where they kind of think about stuff and just spin their wheels. Right. And, and just then, know that it's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I, very true. So I, I, um, I do like in this that uh, you, when you get the reporter. So our back to the movie, uh, real quick. We had our reporter. His name's Goro, right? Uh, Goro's the reporter. Goro the reporter. So then he goes to you know he goes back on land and he's uh, he tells people he tells basically he's trying to break the story. Right. And uh, I think it's his boss or the prime minister tells him, hey, you got to go talk to this uh, doctor Hashi- Hashida. 
Uh, um, Hayashida. Hayashida. Hayashida, right. Hayashida. Dr. Hayashida. So he shows up at this uh, Dr. Hayashida lab, and this is some of the most ham-fisted dialogue in the whole movie, where oh, yeah. he comes up to him and is like, uh, what are you doing? He goes, I'm looking at DNA. He's like, are you looking at DNA of a, a radioactive dinosaur? He's like, yes. No, yeah, he goes, uh, he goes, I'm looking at DNA mutations. Oh, DNA mutations of Godzilla? Yeah. Hard cut, too. Hard cut, yeah. <laughs> um, I have some of this dialogue here because he talks about the, the motives of Dr. Hayashida. Uh, and this is fantastic. Listen to this. I heard you lost your parents to Godzilla 30 years ago. Is that right? I imagine this has made you a very bitter man. That's what I Like, fuck you. How about that? Huh? How's that for bitter? Is that Get the why... fuck out of my office, my laboratory. Meanwhile, that guy's wondering why none of his dates work out. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going, oh, I always uh, just say. So I hear you're estranged from your father. Uh, Must be why you're so bitter. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like another drink? Do you have a complicated relationship with men? <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's get a cocktail. <laughs> anyway, smoochy time. <laughs> um, so, so we go back into after after this after this exposition scene. We go to a uh, a really amped up, juiced up American version of this Soviet nuclear submarine thing, where uh, the like the the. Um, Godzilla attacks a, a Soviet nuclear n- nuclear submarine, and on this submarine, there's double uh, there's double subtitles. Yeah, there's so on the top row and then bottom row, and they're similar. But then, like sometimes they just convert. So it says 100 meters, and then on the bottom one, they'll convert to like a different unit or something. But then sometimes they just add extra dialogue. And the reason they did that, yeah. according to my book, is that they wanted to make sure that the Russians seemed more aggressive and more like hostile. Like they weren't they clearly weren't the good guys. So if you look at like the original subtitles, it's like they're like, "Oh, well, it's you know, fire from port port side or whatever." Da, 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 da. And then in the parenthetical ones where it's like our take on it, it's like fully arm the nukes and stuff like that. So it's yeah. like a way more aggressive interpretation of that, um, which is very interesting. I didn't get that from this, from watching it. <laughs> like, I know we're supposed to, it's the 80s, we hate Russia, but I didn't get the sense that the Russians were the bad guys here. Did you get that, Brandon? Uh, honestly, I didn't really know the Russians were in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Just, there just, go. just to be honest, like I watched this on <laughs> the Daily Motion, like oh, yeah, oh, yeah. a yeah. little window on my computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. for the first part of the, the movie when nothing really happening i was like working on stuff and packing Uh, i do that all the time while i'm watching yeah 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 yeah. so so my formative memories of this film are everything that happens after godzilla shows up yeah well and also for the record the russian guys uh look like like midwestern dads the the captain on the russian uh, the, cheers! Oh, cheers! <laughs> the captain on the Russian uh, on the on the Russian submarine kind of looks like Will Ferrell. Uh, if Will Ferrell, like you with know, the mustache, yeah, he looks like Tom, like uh, what's Will Ferrell's character? Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Yeah, he, he looks does. like Ron Burgundy. Um, I would totally see a Will Ferrell Godzilla movie. I would. Yeah, a Will too. Ferrell Godzilla movie. Um, I okay, absolutely so would. We have here on the screen. There he is on the screen. Look at uh, Will. He, Ferrell, he looks like, like Ron Burgundy. Like, oh my god! Yeah. Like Ron Burgundy. Yes. Oh my God! So what what time this, code are we at, George? That's about that, seven, seven minutes in, seven and a half minutes in. Yeah. So it's uh, ridiculous. And then they get 
So so we're getting this kind of warped interpretation of them and then they we see them go through the Universal Studios Russian submarine ride uh, where they get jostled about because Godzilla's attacking them and he sinks them. And it's the very cheap shot. I, now, I did say that there were no underwater scenes. It does look like there's some bubbles when Godzilla's claw mm-hmm. grabs the submarine, but it's so short and so quick, you barely notice it. And they did that really cheap thing where they threw... They shot two torpedoes towards Godzilla. You see neither one of them, but just the submarine deck kind of shifts a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Real cheap. And then you cut to our the first Pentagon. big product placement, Dr. Pepper. Dr. You Pepper. Have, you have a general and his, uh, what's that? What's the guy underneath a general? A lieutenant? I don't know. Uh, commander? Sub-general. Oh, I'm going to get yelled uh, yeah. at. Oh, man. Uh, if you sco- assistant general. Yeah, yeah. assistant general. Oh, I gosh. don't know. This is the kind of thing that I call my mom and ask for on a crossword or something. If you say <laughs> if you say drill sergeant versus drill instructor in front of a Marine, boy, get your, you're going to get your ass chewed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so... You have the uh, commander and sub-commander, <laughs> the sub-general. Yeah. I'm They're sort walking. of unclear on why the general is wearing like a terry cloth shirt with a towel around <laughs> I know, and he never takes it off. I was wondering about that. You know, maybe he just finished a, a, a very um, spirited game of tennis, and he walked into uh, well, about it gives Godzilla. like the, the weird set design here and the whole design of the sequence makes it seem like he was interrupted playing racquetball. <laughs> yeah. And then immediately, like outside the racquetball court, is a Dr. Pepper machine and then the main war room. <laughs> There's the main war room. <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> all of this war planning is making me thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Time to kick back and be Which a pepper. Because, like, subdued, is, his job is to like refill the Dr. Pepper machine. Oh, yeah. It's right outside the main war room. In the yeah. He, he needs clearance. It. It's like the one guy. He needs, oh, well, I don't know. I just refill these machines. <laughs> Please don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ask me anything. By the way, I have a little info on that. So, um, in, in basically, uh, I'll just quote from the book: "In a significant windfall for New World, uh, that's produced it. Doctor Pepper had already signed an agreement with Toho and Henry Saperstein to use Godzilla in a television commercial campaign. The ten, you guys remember this this Doctor Pepper commercial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there was a 1985 Godzilla Doctor Pepper commercial. Yeah, yeah, it's like where he puts the sunglasses on at the end. I think. Yeah, yeah. super goofy. It's, it's like a gift now that yeah. gets used all the time. Uh, and it's a a ten million dollar campaign that had been negotiated before." For this movie uh and then basically <laughs> so then dr pepper they they decided that they were going to sponsor the film and uh and dr pepper financed new world's extensive reworking of the film and in return new world prominently featured dr pepper in the new american shot sequences <laughs> yeah I, I have here there are two actually two japanese uh, uh two dr pepper commercials uh i'm gonna play one of them see if the audio okay So you have Godzilla looking at a female Godzilla with like headlight eyes. He hands her a bonsai tree that she doesn't like. And then Godzilla sees a giant Dr. Pepper in a billboard and he hands it to her. She takes a sip. <laughs> Dying Dr. Pepper. The, paste, the taste, it says, uh, what's it say? The taste white. The taste for out of the ordinary bodies. Oh man, that is a real bad wow. copy. That is really bad oh, copy. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, now I really want you guys to watch Succession so I could talk about 
this catchphrase that gets used in it. Uh, yeah. It's a terrific show. Um, but there's, and then who did the other one where the, is that the, from the Charles Barkley commercial where Godzilla plays Charles Barkley and then puts sunglasses on? Uh, here's the, here's the other Godzilla commercial, Dr. Pepper. Do you think Godzilla's getting all this because of his talent or his size? So it looks like we must stop Godzilla it's a black and white 1954 throwback to Godzilla. What could he want? Unless we find something he's, to appease him. doesn't want him. lemonade. He's blowing up a tanker with lemonade right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, he finds a Dr. Pepper can. Oh. Well, they didn't, even, they didn't even try on that one to, to have any backstory. They just found Godzilla just picks up a giant Dr. Pepper and And they need to it. appease him. Yeah. This is a this is a, a strategy of appeasement. Is uh, the, This is the only time they've ever just tried to appease Godzilla, which actually brings up a good interesting point. I haven't seen like a movie where they're like, look, how do we just like lull Godzilla? Like, how do we make him feel good? Yeah. Nobody's ever tried to Nobody's like. Nobody's ever tried to soothe the beast. Yeah. They're try always to res- trying to destroy him with cadmium missiles. Yeah. Uh, which they <laughs> definitely do in this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we go to, we are in the Pentagon, Towel Man and, and Sub Towel Man, uh, walk through Dr. Pepper sponsored room. And, um, they uh they but they're like okay so it's happening Godzilla's going to uh we don't want to use nuclear weapons Prime Minister Mitamura in Japan's like we're not going to use nuclear weapons uh the JSDF are put on alert which this is a scene that is very similar in the tw- 2016 2017 uh, Shin Godzilla uh, 2016 yeah 2016 because uh, you you do have that gravity so Brandon have you seen Shin Godzilla. I haven't seen it, but I know. Oh, you would love it. I highly recommend Shin Godzilla. It is such a well-done Godzilla movie. And I tell people it's not just a good Godzilla movie. It's a good movie. It's just an excellent movie. Yeah, because all this politics and stuff that goes on, they really flesh out and give... uh, True Doctor Strange love. Like, what this probably wanted to be with the Doctor Strange love tone, they really did it. It's really well done. So, Shin Godzilla, I feel like... Almost all the plot points from this movie end up in Shin Godzilla, with the with the exception of a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's uh, really well done, but they do pay a lot of weight and deference to the nuclear, you know, the nuclear attack because Japan has been through this. They don't want to live through it. And as Haley very uh, adeptly pointed out at the beginning, um, what's his name that I didn't like? Gr- oh, Raymond Burr. Yeah. Uh, 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 gr- um, was also group- alive when that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's something interesting I read. Mm-hmm. This Pentagon scene where they had the uh, Raymond Burr in there. Yeah. I guess they used some stock footage from uh, the Philadelphia Experiment. Whoa. Be- yeah, because it's the same production company that made the Philadelphia Experiment. What? Uh-huh. And the Raymond Burr scenes were shot at Rally Studios in Los Angeles. Wow. Which is not too far from Mad Cast Media Studios. So, wow. yeah. What Rally about Studios, that? Right about down. That? Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, what do you know? And so they... So, yeah, well, go ahead. Hold, hold on. I just want to be clear on this. They shot these scenes in a studio. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. Ray, the Raymond Burr stuff. All the Raymond Burr Incredible. stuff. Incredible. Incredible. In the studio, not in the actual Pentagon. Hmm. No. I never would have guessed that from the set decoration of like a folding table <laughs> with like a telephone like on the very edge of like a binder like <laughs> there's like a there's an intern walking around with a coffee in the back and is like oh sorry just yeah. Yeah, out of yeah. frame <laughs> it's like what a kid would come up with it's totally they're yeah. like what do we have in the garage to make a, a military set papers yeah, <laughs> lots of papers. Um, 
so then they <laughs> so they leave they leave mom's garage pentagon and they go to the uh the russians they're like oh we have plans to to counter the godzilla threat we're gonna we're gonna uh use this this ship that's like uh it's they disguise it right like well, a freighter or whatever yes uh but, but before we get before to that we before we get to this point we should this is a pretty significant plot point um so the godzilla destroys the russian sub and america is being blamed the soviets think it's not fucking we don't know who, who did it so it must be godzilla because godzilla showed up on the radar of the submarine not as a ship but as just kind of a heat signature so they're like we don't know what this is it might be a new technology that the americans are using so then america is saying well we didn't do this, but Russia's threatening nuclear war. Well, let's, we got to arm ourselves. And mm-hmm. this is a very great analogy of the Cold War because it did happen like that. You had Russia threatening nukes, America threatening nukes, and then it became, uh, you know, an yeah. arms race. And that's what you saw on, uh, on a micro scale here in this Godzilla movie until that's when Japan, uh, they, had, they had this big press conference and they said, look, it wasn't the Americans. Uh, USSR, you have nothing to worry about. It was actually Godzilla. And everyone's like, well, now we all have something well, to worry now about. Now we have something to unite against. Which, again, speaks to what they wanted in the original Japanese version, that it's like poor Japan is stuck between the USSR and America. So really, they're being in the Cold War. Japan was very much seen as a satellite state of, you know, pot- like a potential geopolitical power. That's right. As and, an outreach. And then you saw that analogy play out on this on the silver screen with uh, Godzilla, Godzilla 1985 as Japan is literally holding a, pr- a conference with Russia on one side, America on the other side. Mm-hmm. Both countries are saying we strongly disagree with your uh, decision not to use nukes against Godzilla because we're afraid if Godzilla leaves your shore, it's going to cause damage to everybody. Mm-hmm. And this is the same type of scene that you saw in Shin Godzilla, where they really looked at the consequences of letting Godzilla loose. Right. You know, we're, and it's it's kind of interesting because both Russia and the United States here kind of don't give a fuck about Tokyo. They're like, well, you want your city destroyed, that's fine, but we're going to take care of our own. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I thought that was like, and and I love that they were able to get that through in spite of the heavy nationalistic editing yeah. on the American side, because that is true. Like, that's exactly it. They, to my point from before, is they just looked at Japan like a geopolitical arm at that time. That's right. Um, so then Godzilla, then Godzilla. Uh, so they talk about they, they, they arm one of the Russian ships with a nuke. Then we see Godzilla appear on like he's like on an island off of japan Mm -hmm. and he goes to like feed off this nuclear power plant which is by the way this is great this is like our first really like taking godzilla in he looks awesome looks cool yeah he's 80s chic he's got a perm he's (laughs) he's using scrunchies (laughs) um lots of colors so uh no he looks great speaking of colors um Haley, we talked about this I, i don't know if you know this brandon but what color do you think of godzilla when you think of him in your mind I think of him as a perfect forest green. Right. See? And most people do. And it wasn't until, I believe, the 1985 Godzilla that they first started painting him as green. And it was on the poster that they actually did at first. Was the, he like gray or something? Yeah, he's like charcoal. He's always been charcoal gray, but everyone thinks of him as green. Yeah. And because everyone just associated him as being green, they eventually started making him green. That's weird. I mean, I... Okay, so one of my like firmest, earliest Godzilla memories is going to the dentist... And the dentist had that like treasure chest, like yeah, oh, I have yeah, to go yeah. to the dentist. Yeah. And for this one period of like a year, maybe it was just like a couple months or something, they had these Godzilla magnets, so like these big, I don't know, maybe six or seven or eight inches, like magnets that were like printed. It was like 
kind of comic book artwork of Godzilla, very pop art, very graphic, printed on like vinyl. But the vinyl was kind of like a pouch with magnets inside the pouch. Oh. Whoa. And they had, they had like a couple designs. So like every time me or one of my brothers like went to the dentist, mm. we ended up collecting like six or seven of these, like our fridge. Hell yeah. And they're like these big magnets. So for a while, like our fridge just had all these Godzilla. That's and eventually amazing. we got all the Godzillas oh, and we were left with a uh, Gadzuki. Oh, oh yeah. Gadzuki, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and the, we, and we, all of us were like, shit. "What is this?" He's Godzilla's nephew for some reason. Though yeah. Godzilla has no siblings, and in the in the nineteen seventy eight Hanna Barbera, yeah, right? the yeah, Hanna Barbera one, yeah. and the the whole song is like Godzilla, Godzilla, and then they show Godzuki flying through, and they go and Godzuki. Yeah, here, here it is. I can, I can play the theme song. Here's yeah. here's the theme song, the nineteen seventy eight Godzuki, uh, Godzuki uh, reference in Godzilla, and you can tell exact the exact moment they were like, well, we need to throw something in for the kids. Toys. From the depths, thirty stories high. On these magnets, he was he was green. Yeah, he yeah, was God's... like solid green. Well, in they both... did that in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah the, in the cartoon, in both both Godzilla and Godzuki was green. Um, and Godzuki, I believe. Yeah, Godzuki was like a, a lighter shade of green. Yeah, sure was. So that that fucking nineteen seventy eight. So here's here's the thing. Here's what we pieced together. We just did that with uh, Mark Wooten. Yeah, and uh, we realized that Godzilla, uh, the Godzilla animated series by Hanna Barbera, came out in nineteen seventy eight. It was one year after. Pete's Dragon in 1977. So Pete's Dragon had this animated dragon that was a uh, who befriended a blonde boy, and in the Godzilla the animated series he had Gadzuki, which is about the size of Pete, and then and then his friend in the series is called Pete, and he's a blonde boy, and he looks actually Pete in the series looks just like the little blonde boy in this movie in 19 Godzilla 1985 because for some reason every little blonde boy had like a bob haircut in the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> they just had a beautiful bob. I did. I was a beautiful brown-haired boy, a and brown- I had a I had a bowl cut. I had this like. Did you have a bowl, bowl cut? cut? I sure Brandon, did. Did you have a bowl cut? Uh, I can't remember. I was blonde as a little kid. Yeah, I was. I was super like, blonde. My hair didn't turn brown until I was maybe like four, five, maybe. Oh, okay, mine's still blonde underneath the red. Oh yeah, true story, guys. Hmm. Well, you know that, George. Yeah, yeah, you blonde. Yeah. blonde. Yeah, that's. that's I almost forgot color. that you dyed your hair because it's been this for a while. Yeah, it's been yeah. for a while. But yep, I have to I have to color in my eyebrows. I have to color them red because they're blonde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if it grows, if I so, fun fact about having naturally blonde hair: if you dye your hair dark, which I went through a phase in college, you have to stay on top of that like it's nothing else because. If you have lighter hair growing in under the darker hair, looks like you're balding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you're balding every time it grows in. So I had to stay on top of that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Godzilla. That's pure Godzilla. Damn straight. Yeah. Damn straight. Imagine Godzilla with hair. You wouldn't yeah. like it. No, you wouldn't like it. You want Godzilla to be a bald boy. <laughs> He's bald. He's thick. He's bald, I, thick boy. I bet, our, I bet Godzilla's Armenian. <laughs> 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 Look, he's here's my case. Okay, he's Godzillian. aggressive. Yeah, he's Godzillian. He's he's aggressive. He drives he, a Mercedes. He drives. A- <laughs> 
He lives in Glendale. <laughs> lives in Glendale. You know, guy likes an occasional baklava, you know. Uh, some lahmacun. Uh, his favorite, <laughs> favorite snack. <laughs> Godzilla's around. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's a he's a G. Okay, he's the OG. He's the OG. Original Godzilla. <laughs> anyway, well, I agree. You, Godzilla's Armenian. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Uh, you speak Ar- fluent Armenian, don't you? I do speak Armenian. Yeah, that's fluently. cool. Mm-hmm. Whoa! How do you say my name is George? Mm, my name is George. Whoa! He does. Yeah. He speaks it. Yeah. Well, then your pipe. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I'm all aggressive all of a sudden. Anyway, I'm not even coming out. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, back to, back to the movie Godzilla tries to eat this nuclear power plant. Yeah, and he gets distracted by a flock of birds. Flock of birds. Well, in the American one, he gets distracted by a flock of birds. In the Japanese one, they both simultaneously react to the same. Uh, like n- sensing uh, a magnetic shift and following that. Right. In American, the American version, they had to dumb it down and be like, oh, Godzilla falling to birds. Yeah. He's following is, them. It's literally on the scene as we're discussing it now, and you have a bunch of observers who are watching Godzilla. He drops the nuclear reactor as he's sucked all its energy, and then he follows the flock of birds. <laughs> it's funny because it looks like he's ripping the uh, the converter off the bottom of a Prius. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it looks like Godzilla's carrying a converter off. Ahead of its time. Yep, that's right. Godzilla's the one that's been stealing those converters off your Priuses, California. Oh, is that a thing that happens? Yeah, people have been doing that a lot. Wow. Yeah, they'll rip the catalytic converter off. Wow, it must be expensive. Yeah. What do they do with it? Sell it. To somebody who had their catalytic converter ripped <laughs> off. Sell or tra- yeah, pretty much yeah. exactly. It's just <laughs> quite a racket. They just yeah, yeah they just take it, st- they steal it and sell it right back to you. So, one. so this might be jumping ahead in the film okay. a little bit. No, go for it. But so a plot point in this is that Godzilla is part dinosaur. Yeah. And in 1985 was when everyone was like, guess what, guys? Dinosaur is a bird. Yeah. So they yeah. put that in the movie. Is that not in the Japanese version? So it's, uh, as far as I can tell, I, I actually don't know because I actually, I, I don't think I've ever watched the 1984, just the 1984 yeah. version. Yeah. I just know that in the American version, according to the this book that I reference, that they adapted it they may have still they may have still in both said okay godzilla is a dinosaur so he's related to birds but in the american one they were like he's following birds like they're his brethren and in the yeah, japanese one yeah. they're just like oh i, I thought it was hilarious because i thought it was kind of cool yeah i, I thought it was really yeah, cool I, I thought it was yeah. hilarious because this was one of my key memories of 1985 was it being like the year of dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, there were like dinosaur exhibits everywhere. Yeah. And like a bunch of dinosaur books know. coming out. And people being dinosaur. like, dinosaurs were warm blooded. All this dinosaur stuff. I was super into dinosaurs around that time. Yeah. And then and, like dinosaur land was a thing. It was a baby. Yeah. There was like yeah. a guy making these like dinosaur sculptures out of car parts mm-hmm. that were like on the news all the time. Yeah. Wow. It was like dinosaurs were big in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, 85 was like peak dinosaur. Yeah. And then it died off and then Jurassic Park. Came. Died off and then Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Came. See, I was a huge dinosaur fan from like from like 90 on, let's say, because I got really into Jurassic Park. And I read the book and I was like, this is the best thing ever. And then I saw the movie and then I was like, oh, that's also the best thing ever. Yeah, I really like Jurassic Park. I saw Jurassic Park six times in theaters. I think I saw it about that many times. It's still it's still one of my favorite movies. This is also Utah though. There was like not a ton to do. But, oh, that's um, fair. Colorado didn't have much at the time either. So so wait, so so 
Either way, in the, the in the Japanese one, it's that he, they're both they both simultaneously respond to Earth's magnetic field. Right. Okay, and, and in the and in the American one, he's like, "Look at a bird," <laughs> and he follows him off yeah. into the sea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was just funny because like he is clearly not a bird. Yeah. <laughs> any, no. they're like like it's like the whoever was translating this or, or writing it originally was like. Oh, dinosaurs are birds, huh? Lisa told work me. that in. But he's yeah. just not even like that conception yeah. of he's like He can't fly like Godzuki. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Godzuki. Man, in the uh, Brandon in the uh Hanna Barbera cartoon with Godzuki, that fucking kid is so mean he, to Godzuki. Oh, he's yeah. constantly like yelling at him. He's like, Godzuki, no! Godzuki, put it down. Godzuki, get the fuck off the boat. Like he's, You know you have to be punished, Godzuki. Yeah. It's like, Godzilla, my wow. hands are tied, I have yeah. to punish you. Yeah. It's For crazy. real, he says I have to punish you. Like like a fucking to a dinosaur sociopath like, like fucking creep you know I, I mean, oh my god what do you think do you think maybe they were making fun of him in the comic that we read the one with Yehudi because they remember the Russian kid that was like I'm gonna feed that cat yeah. to, to Rodan and then Rodan fucking kills him, him but he looked kind of like Pete I choose to believe he did. Yeah, well. he murdered him. So anyway, <laughs> Hayashida, <laughs> Hayashida is like, hey, he notices this pattern. He's like, we're gonna get a transmitter. We're gonna lure Godzilla to to Mount Mia to Mount Mihara, which has been used multiple times in Godzilla films. And they're going to uh, they're gonna trap him in the volcano's crater in, in a controlled eruption and incinerate him alive. Yeah, that's the plan. Very upsetting. They're like, hey, this uh, radioactive dinosaur that comes from and lives in lava. Let's lure him to lava. Yeah. Anyway, we'll love that. <laughs> one slide because don't overthink it i i like this uh, i like this movie a lot i think we both did hey oh, speaking absolutely. of um you know my, now might be a good time to oh, see yeah. who else liked this yes. movie or didn't or didn't we'll never know yeah well, actually we will in a minute because yeah. we're gonna go to the j take yeah here's a j take hey guys uh i'm Is really late with this one i apologize <laughs> just been really busy lately uh, today I had to like deal with emergency kitchen plumbing issues, oh, no. which was really wow. fun. Anyways, um, oh. my one minute uh, review of Godzilla 1985, I believe. Yes. So I was linked uh, part one of two and then I couldn't find uh, part <laughs> two of two um, until way later. <laughs> so um, that combined with uh, this emergency plumbing uh <laughs> Basically, I, I don't have much. I saw a fight scene, and I really want to. I'm gonna watch this film and finish it. Hey, but I wanted to get this review to you guys on time. Uh, Everything like I, I like the '80s charm a lot, and I uh, like uh. the miniatures and the upgrades. It's really nice seeing um, from all these films. Uh, you know, if you place them in chronological order, just the upgrades and the yes. actual mm-hmm. progress they're making from film to film. It's I really appreciate it, but um, yeah, I hope this review was uh, <laughs> even just a tiny bit useful. But uh, I will definitely do better, and hopefully, not run into any plumbing issues in the future. All right, guys, uh, take it easy. Bye. Wow. Oh, thank you, Thanks, Jay. Jay. Jay, how's it, Johnny? Our one minute review. I thought that was uh, that was great. In spite I thought of it was good. I hope plumbing. he stops pooping in his sink. Yeah. That will do. Poor guy. That'll, like, that'll stop it. A lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> but we're glad he was able to get us something. Yeah, thank you, Jay. Thank, thank you, Jay. Jay. Really Thanks appreciate it. And I, I agree. I mean, it seems like we've hit all those same things. Jay's really started to uh, 
uh, like he's he's really dovetailed into our opinion of the Godzilla films. We've uh, so you know Brandon Jay had never seen a Godzilla film before we started this podcast, and then we forcibly made him watch all the Godzilla films and shows we've seen. So and then we make him give us a one minute review. So now he's very uh, educated, Godzilla educated, and we feel that he's shared our opinions many times. That's so, right. May I ask a question about Godzilla? Sure, of course. Which was brought up by the clip. Um. What so there was like a little lull before this one came out. Yeah. So yeah. what was the movie before this? Before this, and when was that? Was do 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 do. Uh, we had. Uh, I'm gonna. Cut I believe it, it was. Was it Terror of Mechagodzilla? Godzilla versus yeah, it was Terror of Mechagodzilla. Mecha Godzilla. That was 1975. And so this was wow. it was ten years. Yeah. So Godzilla is the longest running film franchise in the world. But there was yeah, ten year lull because they were going through a phase where it was like Godzilla's kind of the funny guy, you know, and like it's very hard, you know. He went from a major villain to becoming an anti hero to becoming kind of a hero, and then there's no real place to like in comics and that sort of thing. It's you almost have to get a hard reset. Yeah, because before okay. this, it was the sh- uh, the Showa era of Godzilla, which is a period from around 1954 to 1975, ending with the terror of Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the final movie they did in the Showa era. Um, and that was named for the Showa period in Japan, as all these films were produced before the Showa emperor Hirohito's death in 1989. And then, it was, So it's kind of like a pre and post you know 1989 thing yeah and then this uh this started the heisei 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 period right yeah heisei period toho rebooted the series in 1984 with the return of godzilla starting the second era of godzilla films known as the heisei series the return of godzilla serves as a direct sequel to the original 1954 film and ignores Mm -hmm. the subsequent events of the show era holy shit so this ignores everything from show well because they have to (laughs) you, you know what though okay you think this is crazy but zelda Zelda go, always go all operates on different timelines, and they just some some Zeldas ignore the ones before, and some t- some play them in. Haley, I'm gonna see your Zelda argument and counter with <laughs> no. <laughs> How about that? Why? It, it sounds more like the Halloween series. Uh, why? Why not Zelda? Why is it not Zelda? I mean, yes, it's Zelda. Well, I didn't have Nintendo, so I don't get your metaphor. Oh, no. There are people who online have have tried to piece together a, a canonical Zelda universe, and so it's bonkers. I was tasked with doing that by Machinima. I oh, had to was do that the you? Draw- Did you make that? Yeah, what did you get mad at it? That was so fucking hard, man. You, re- you that was you. You, you're the person who made that. Yeah, and it was my voice. That's the one insane. that draw your life, Zelda. Yeah, where the I was literally referencing work that you made just now. I was like, oh, you, oh that's funny because that, that's and what you're I was thinking about that. I, I was did that. About that. Do you know how fucking hard that was? This is why this is why yeah. I reference Zelda because it was it, it, trying to unify it in a timeline. You end up having to use Skyward Sword as your base, which yeah. is not a great game. No. But it's the most easy to unify. Anyway, it really was tough. And I, I, I people saw that. were assholes about of it. Course. And I was like, suck my tits. Because it was so <laughs> hard. It, was, it took me so long. No, it seemed that way. That's why I said that. It's because, like, when I saw that, I was like, whoever wrote this, it seems like such a labor to have gone through all that. Yeah, like, the it seems so who frustrating. Wrote this must have been very attractive. Very, <laughs> very fun. 
Very fun. Huge fan of Godzilla. You, you might say you're listening to her right now. You might. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, anyway, what a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the movie. Back to the movie. So Godzilla gets attacked by the Japanese, the, the defense force. Their uh, their missiles don't work. He he. They, they, we get to see some tanks. We get to see, like, non-miniature uh, assembly of tanks, which is a real upgrade on all the Godzilla films we've seen so far, which usually just employ miniatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and unfortunately for them... Godzilla's got radioactive fire breath, so he uses his atomic breath and. <laughs> and one of the my favorite things is when you see fi- Godzilla finally make landfall, and he's attacking the soldiers and stuff for the first time. It's one of the few mo- Godzilla movies where you can see his atomic breath actually kill the soldiers. Yeah, they get evaporated. You brought that up. You were like, George was like, I don't think I've ever seen his breath actually kill anybody. Yeah. But by the way, when you said I, when I saw him com- coming up out of the ocean for some reason, I thought you were going to be like, it's like that chicken fast times at Ridgemont. <laughs> get out of my pool. <laughs> oh, that's right. Godzilla gets out yeah. real sexy in a bikini. Oh my gosh. Why don't they try building like a swimming pool for Godzilla? Or like putting him in a zoo or something. Oh my God. Oh, Wait, haven't like you seen movie? Blackfish? You know what? Blackfish. I heard. I heard black. That's the Sea World movie, right? They got they got sued. The producers got sued for blackfish, and they lost the the case. They were like, "Yeah, this is misleading," and uh, Sea World won. Shit. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think. Well, you know me. I'm I'm always gonna be like the most crunchy about this kind of stuff. I'm like re- I like release them all. And I'm I like release them all. Keep us in cages. And and for comparison, just the other day I sent out a tweet saying, "Look, I'm all for destroying Earth, but we don't have to deny like this, this the yeah. climate the climate science. Like I'm with you guys. Like let's destroy Earth, but like the climate science is accurate. I, <laughs> like we have the same goal. <laughs> Mine is always." Fine, global warming isn't real, but why are we trying to trash everything? I still don't understand why yeah. we want to like throw bottles everywhere. Yeah, like, like this let's is... have more smog. Yeah. Smog's good. Yum, like... yum, yum. Smog, smog, <laughs> smog. <laughs> like, what would we... That's always my thing. I'm like, fine, discount global warming. Let's say it's not true. I still... I want air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there, air, there, I like breathing. There is a smog monster who would disagree with you, which we are uh, going to cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we uh, have a couple people interested in that one. So anyway, okay, so he uh, Godzilla uh, uh, causes that nuclear missile to launch that's on the uh, the Russian ship, and uh, he tries to the the captain tries to disarm it. He's killed by an explosion. Um, uh, in the Japanese version, he's kind of heroic. In this version, he's kind of a a little pisser because uh, we we don't want to like those Russians. Uh, and then Godzilla gets to Tokyo's business district because he's thinking about investing. Uh, and then he's faced by he's face he has a face off with hyper laser cannons and the Super X, which has cadmium weapons, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's their big. Uh, you know, their big ace up their sleeve is they're going to attack Godzilla with cadmium weapons. And they wait. They... <laughs> and plenty of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, plenty of Dr. Pepper to sate his appetite, his his thirst. Mm-hmm. So here's how they get him to to uh, eat the cadmium. They shoot up a flare from the Super X2, which is one of the, uh, I guess, arsenal that they have is flares. Sure. They shoot up flares up in the sky. Godzilla very stupidly, like, just looks up. <laughs> and then as he's looking up, his mouth's agape. <laughs> 
and that's when they shoot the cadmium missiles into his mouth. And when they do, it kind he of stupidly looks up. Yeah, yeah. Which, he, which his mouth kind of looks puppety. Yeah, there, it looks right? like a uh, puppety, like animatronic or something. Yeah. So they shoot the cadmium missiles into his mouth, and Godzilla just gets knocked the fuck out like a horse. Yeah. Because like, they talked about hitting him with horse tranquilizer. Yeah, they 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 basically tranquilize him. Yeah, he knocks into a building and falls a fucking sleep. That's straight up what happens. Godzilla naps against a skyscraper. Yeah, and that's when uh, that would be a great title for a Godzilla film. What? Godzilla naps against a skyscraper? Yeah. I watch that. <laughs> you know what, though? Honestly, you don't even have to have Godzilla destroying anything. You just have him napping in a city and then just see how the humans deal with that. What are yeah. you going to do? What are you gonna? What are you gonna get, get a fucking a bunch of like helicopters trying to? You're not gonna. It's not. He's gonna not happen. gonna make any. You're just gonna waste your little helicopter missiles. Mm-hmm. And also, Godzilla is radioactive. So the longer he sits in one location, the longer that mm-hmm. people are gonna get radioate uh, radiated. I'm gonna get a hazmat suit and take a nap with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what right. i'm gonna do that's right so haley's I'm... haley's a cuddler <laughs> that's right i'm a cuddler <laughs> some people are fighters some people are cuddlers right <laughs> that's right i'm an aggressive cuddler what was that line from the that i that i uh inappropriately booed you for <laughs> the, the cold warriors cold warriors yeah <laughs> it says it in the book hey but take it out on collat you got your cold warriors you got your cold cuddlers all right <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Got a cool cuddle situation. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> yeah, I deserve. I earned, I earned that. Oh, now Boo. we have both been booed. Yeah, we both been. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so great. So basically, the uh, 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 the. The, now a bigger issue is on hand because the uh, countdown is done and the Russian missile is launched from the satellite. Which, right. we, by the way, the satellite shot. George, you yeah. commented, very cool, very cool, very yeah, cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, so then the Japanese are basically so this whole thing that's basically been caused by the Japanese and the Americans is going to a- is aiming right at Tokyo. Now. Right, <laughs> poor Tokyo. Uh, and and um. This is a bit of nationalism here because then America yes. is is uh, do, called do, to save the do, day. Do, 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 do. They have to intercept the ballistic missile. And this was, if you recall, so not Reagan's many people. Anti WMD yeah. program. That's right. Reagan had a, shoot a, a, out. a missile defense system in the eighties called the Star Wars missile defense system. Yes, playing off of the popularity didn't of really Star Wars. Have it? No, it didn't really have an it. idea. It was, it was a, like a big. It's like the Space Force. Yeah. Uh, just a, a fun fact in my international relations class in I believe my like junior or senior of high school we had to write a paper that was pro or anti uh, anti or pro or con wmd defense mm-hmm. like reagan's star wars defense and i was like well everybody's gonna write i chose pro because i was like well everybody's gonna write con so i don't want to be weighed against all of their fucking papers yeah, so i wrote good... the pro one and i got an a <laughs> for pro missile defenses yeah i was like yeah shoot them down <laughs> yeah and even when i was defending it i was like this kind of makes no sense but if i can but it's it's gonna be me against like one other kid in class making this argument where everybody else is gonna be like no yeah and they're all up against each other so fuck that shit exactly you did the smart thing (laughs) thank you thank you little did they know that brain was gonna go on to write the uh canonical explanation of zelda (laughs) 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 years later (laughs) god i've made such a positive impact on you are such a brilliant like uh, no joke Haley is one of the smartest people i've known she you have a double degree right man yeah i do yeah in 
theater mm-hmm. and mathematics. And mathematics, yeah. And mathematical it's, economics. Yeah. Mathematical economics. And so Haley's like really well educated, really smart. <laughs> and putting her brain to the Zelda story. I don't seem like Godzilla. Godzilla theory. Well, I like Godzilla and the Simpsons and Godzilla. Um. I do improv sometimes. I do improv. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> okay, Brad, yeah, Brandon. Who, who, is, who is this fucker? Yeah. So, okay, so I guess for people who can't see hmm. the fucker I'm talking about, we've got some of the movie playing. Yeah. It's yeah. like this man who's in the movie wearing. It's like a Charlie Chaplin character. Yeah. Who I don't think was in the early parts of the movie, but certainly while Godzilla's attacking Tokyo, is like. Walking around with some suitcases, and he like raids a kitchen in a restaurant, and is now treating himself to a meal. Yeah, he, he's. I think he's a homeless character that they threw in for comedic relief. And this guy might be a com a comedic actor from Japan, like a famous I comedic actor. I think he is. I think that is his. So this is a pretty common pattern in Godzilla films. Is there's going to be one kind of like in the like in a Shakespeare play where it's just like, okay, the jailer's running around being an idiot. They do that a lot with Godzilla films where it's like, it may never, it may never pan out. Sometimes they're the bumbling villain or whatever, but sometimes there's just this guy and that sort of thing. And they just string them through and they don't really ever. And if this were like an American film, that would be like John C. Riley or something. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. So it makes sense. That's, that's why he's raiding the restaurant. But, I'm glad that you asked that because it is fucking weird. Uh, he, yeah, he's like clearly some sort of a popular character actor. Um, chime in, listeners, if you know who that is. Oh, uh, and speaking of uh, listeners chiming in, we do have a voicemail on this Oh, episode. then we get to listen to it? Yeah, okay. yeah. They, 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 because we had a question a while back about uh, some Godzilla-related stuff, and we got a listener calling in to correct us. Hell give yeah. Us some info. Oh, yeah. good, good. Mm-hmm. So, well, then let's let's curve out. Let's get to the end of this because yeah. we're getting to, we have a cool battle uh, uh, that we're ending with, and we're we're hitting at that exact place. Uh, the the uh, atmospheric nuke blast right. makes like a, a radioactive storm, mm-hmm. and that brings back the G Man from his his slumber. Yeah, that's right. Um, so then he faces off against the Super X, and this is so fucking great. I love this. This fucking battle was terrific. So it was cool. excellent use of practical effects. It has some Ghostbusters feel to it. It had this massive '80s tone to it. It was great. I wanted to see him fight an actual other monster besides the Super X, but I loved the Super X. I just wanted to see another monster because I wanted to see it all employed. Yeah, of course, That's- yeah. This this was a good reboot, I feel like, of the, or I guess a good sequel to the 1954, because this is the first time I think I feel like I've seen a satisfying response from the humans yes with the x2 and they carried on the x2 ship it's like basically like a future ship that's uh fireproof and and just heavily armored and looks like a ufo Mm -hmm. and it's the human response to godzilla and in video games in godzilla video games they take on this type of lore and they create more x2 type creatures yeah they Uh, do yeah and that attack godzilla x2 comes back and like the Ghidra in 1991? Didn't we see the X2 coming back? Or Maybe. I don't so remember. some of the other ones. I don't know. X2 comes back. And also, I could have sworn. Can can one of the listeners tell tell us if this is true? I could have sworn in the 80s that the X2 was called the Big Mac. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm remembering something. Maybe it's like my own Mandela effect thing, but uh, I remember it being called the Big something. Mac. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this battle, Brandon? When you saw the X2 versus Godzilla, I was incredibly confused because, like I said, <laughs> wasn't really paying attention to okay. the first half of the movie, and then these dudes show up in what is essentially a UFO. Yeah. Yep. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> like I was like, was there some element of this movie that I just wasn't paying attention to? Because I thought 
it yep. was like it, like like I thought the reality was like on a certain level, but it turned out oh, this whole it, time it's been on this like other other level, level? Brandon, where you could just have some UFO guys. Yeah, hell yeah, you can. That's hell the beauty yeah. of a Godzilla movie, Brandon. Is if like, you don't know what's going on, you look at the screen. The most literal explanation that first pops into your mind is the actual That's explanation. It. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> so just now when he said like I guess they just have this UFO thing that attacks Godzilla it's like yes that's the exact yeah, explanation that's precisely then I went on Wikipedia to be like what did I miss nothing you yeah, missed nothing yeah, that's yeah. precisely that's, it. that's all it is I thought, I'm like were there a bunch of scenes where they were like building this and no. explaining it nope, nope. it's a series of MacGuffins to kind of yep. like get yeah. us to the end yeah. and and it's even further a little confusing because there's a couple shots of it from behind where it kind of looks like uh, the troglodyte that's it kind of oh, actually the louse, does the sea, louse. the sea louse. It looks a little bit like there's just a couple shots of it where you're like, it looks like a bug that zapped its legs underneath it. And so you're like, like when I first was like zooming through it, I was like, wait, does that thing come back? And then I obviously rewatched it and was like, no, you idiot, Haley. <laughs> but then- <laughs> you, you know what? Um, just a reminder, fuck silverfish. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Save the silverfish. <laughs> hey, um, we have this shot. So I love these satellite shots. Look at this. Um, the satellite as it's leaving the uh, so it shoots a missile. But if you watch the blast from the satellite uh like the the exhaust it, you see the reflection on the satellite so i think this was a practical effect that they did and it's so well done it looks about as yeah. good as the shot from predator i know it's very short in predator the 19 um you know 80s uh, schwarzenegger movie but there is a, a few space scenes with like a spaceship that looks as oh, good yeah, as they look really, really, really good. crisp, really like nice. There's no floatiness of like green screen or wires. Practical effects it. age well, man. What yeah. can you say? So, so they end up getting, uh, they use, so the Godzilla's use the, he's been rampaging. They've done all of this other stiff stuff. Uh, then Professor Hayashida is like, no, no, the, the thing that I theorized, I made this transmitter, it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, so this is their, this is their salute to the, the uh, oxygen destroyer, you know, is like oh, science, science solved and it, not the military. We haven't brought up, but which I loved was how Professor Hayashida's like laboratory slash office slash headquarters yeah. just basically looks like an apartment. Oh, 100%. <laughs> almost certainly. <laughs> like, and it's in like what looks like a big apartment building, and when they have to like abandon it because Godzilla's attacking it, and he like, and his tail takes out of the lower part of this building, so yeah, they have to, like go up and get on the roof and stuff. Uh, they're like running out of the, what looks like this apartment <laughs> and they close the door and it's like Hayashida Laboratory and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Totally, totally does look like it. Welcome to my home lab- laboratory. Yeah. Here's here's my completely non, non-sterile environment where I'm looking through a microscope. <laughs> yeah, because they do they do sit down in his they're, laboratory. They're in la- yeah. looks, it looks like a living room yeah. of an apartment. You're totally right. And he does it's have like literally. coffee and then he's also got his like microscope and lab equipment. That's yep. funny. That's, That's good, true. Good it's, definitely, it's definitely like a, a, a Shooting a sketch version of the doctor's office, yeah. where yeah. you're like, "That's definitely somebody's bookshelf in the yeah, background." That's... Is that your roommate's bookshelf? That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, that's such a good observation. And so, so they get to this magnet. They get the magnetic transmitter. They get they they're gonna uh, and they get Godzilla. Godzilla response. He leaves Tokyo. He goes to Mount Mahara, and he sees the signal device, and it fascinates him. And then he he walks towards it, and he he goes in, and then he goes in the mouth of the volcano. I like the idea of of defeating Godzilla by appealing to his intellectualism. <laughs> <laughs> let's well, find something that would really fascinate. Yeah, let's get him intrigued. A big Rubik's cube. <laughs> no, just birds chirping. Uh, yeah, Godzilla yeah. loved them birds. So he fall. Yeah, so he ends up going to the volcano, and and 
and it's sad. And then, and then we see both Raymond Burr's American crew and the Japanese crew watching, and the Japanese crew is choking up. They're sad, and and then Raymond Burr has a, a, a voiceover. Uh, does his little monologue at the end? That's basically his uh, no tale of more of woe than Juliet and her Romeo yeah. of Godzilla. And uh, and then that's that's it. But he, as I said before, Raymond Burr wrote that. No, I believe he wrote it. <laughs> I absolutely believe one hundred percent he wrote it. All he does is scowl in this whole movie. It's like, man, uh, I want to make a uh, a George cut of the nineteen eighty four Godzilla and just cut all the Raymond Burr. Scenes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just nineteen eighty four Godzilla then. I'm gonna yeah. make it yeah. exclusively the Raymond Burr. Scene. You want to yeah, make that? It. It's gonna be a, a story about a man. An elderly man <laughs> with a very comfortable looking sweater who's called into the Pentagon to just stand there for a couple hours and watch TV footage of Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, he, that's basically the story from his angle. Like, he doesn't do he anything. He doesn't do anything. He yeah. doesn't add much. They're like, well, you lived through it. Like, and what's funny right? is that they're like watching this on TV, but they never cut to the TVs they're watching. No. That's so true. It's so so true. they're essentially like characters in the movie watching the movie you're watching yeah, yeah. it's very, very strange weird. that is a good point that and sometimes weird. they cut away from them to show other people watching <laughs> everybody's yeah. watching it everybody's wa- people watching it. we're watching people watching things <laughs> and so the and the um something that's fun uh, fun interesting is that they definitely have uh, uh raymond burr's character is like well you know they never found a corpse from the original godzilla which is like so was Surizawa like hallucinating when he saw there was a skeleton that there was a fucking skeleton I mean, but that's okay about, yeah uh but i would like i here's here's what i want i want our listeners to tweet at us whether you think george is right that this was a, a shitty monologue or whether you think is an okay monologue yeah. i'm going to read it to you right now okay nature has a way of sometimes reminding man just how small she he is she occasionally throws up the terrible offsprings of our pride and carelessness to remind us of how puny we really are in the face of a tornado, an earthquake, or Godzilla. <laughs> the reckless ambitions of man are often dwarfed by their dangerous consequences. For now, Godzilla, that strangely innocent and tragic monster, has gone to Earth. Whether he returns or not is never again to be seen by human eyes. The things he has taught us remain. Wow. Uh, here, let's see what the audience thinks. Oh. <laughs> Oops, I must have, my finger must have slipped. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's not audience at all. <laughs> hey, uh, that's not audience at all. Let's just say... Uh, it's, it's an excellent uh, monologue, and they should have retroactively rewritten the rest of the movie to fit it. I mean, yeah. You know what, Brandon? I'm with you on that. If, like, one or like, the, pick one. Make the whole movie in this tone or make the whole movie God. in the other tone. Yeah. But, uh, hey, um, real quick, I got a voicemail. Yeah, I yeah let's do the voicemail. So, back in Godzilla versus Mothra, I believe, or what was the Mothra movie? Um, which, which Mothra movie? It was the one we saw where they went to Mothra Island, and there was a scene in Mothra Island. Where, Are you talking about the 1992 one? Yeah, I think so. Where the, they, where they rebirth land. Rebirth of Mothra 2? Rebirth? No, not that one. Um, it was the Godzilla versus. Uh, oh, the original one. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where you see that, where you, I believe it was the first appearance of Mothra. Yeah. So they go to Mothra Island, and which it was Rebirth Island, right? Is that what it was called? It's I think it's just called Birth Island. Birth Island. So when they land on the island, there's this one weird shot of like a uh, skeleton tur- turtle 
with a bobbly head and they don't explain it they don't reference it they just kind of walk past this thing and it's a big uh, set piece for them to design and have its head move and then not reference it ever again well i got a voicemail uh talking about that here oh yeah hey there it's your boy random dullard and i'm calling to give some clarification about uh information that happened back a few episodes from the godzilla vs. mothra of 1964 that weird looking skeleton thing in the background on uh mothra's island it's actually in the monster verse called skeleturtle i know toho didn't have to dig too far into creating that one but that's his name uh great show and i just want to leave with a question if this is both for uh, George and Haley. If either of you had the opportunity to eat a fruit from the Godzilla universe, what fruit would it be? For example, the uh, fruit from Godzilla vs. King Kong. So there's an option, but yeah, good show, guys. Cheers. All right, thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. I mine's definitely that berry from the King Kong. From the King Kong? Because I like I like red berry flavored candies and stuff too. Mine okay, fair enough. Um I mine is immediately popped into mine is the fruit that the girl was feeding uh son of Godzilla. Oh, these nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Haley, you know those are nuts and not fruits. <laughs> wow. Yeah, how about this? Get some science. How about that? <laughs> Miseducated. Doesn't know. Yeah, no, not not these nuts, Haley. I don't want to eat these or any nuts. Um, <laughs> Manila. Manila's the son of Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, remember the girl, the, the she throws yeah, what she hucks at the hucks the orange ball thing. Yes. I like want yeah, I want yeah. those orange balls in my mouth. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so not these nuts, not just orange balls. Orange balls. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, keep it keep it professional great. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, and Brandon, yeah. uh, before we go, we'd like to ask our all of our guests what their kaiju would be. Uh, we've had some really fun ones in the past. We had Mike uh, Mike Trap had uh, a, like a crystalline kaiju, and and our this is like what what I would be if I were a kaiju, yes, or one that would be like inspired by me. My it just your presence. kaiju. Your I kaiju, think yeah. your kaiju, the like a, like kaiju. a spirit animal kaiju yes yeah, exactly yeah. and and our and our uh listeners will draw it mm-hmm. we have some great artists out there yeah so i mean my last name's bird so i feel like it would be kind of bird okay love it uh but not like a athletic bird i think it would be like a penguin like a penguin Ooh, kaiju. Okay. but like yeah, a kind of good a sleek and deadly penguin oh like he can like how penguins can slide on their tummies yes. but like really slide like slide through a whole city take everything down yes okay that's awesome you know and like escape into the water oh that's good very yeah. good cool. and uh any special powers oh geez i uh laser beak don't don't penguins like roll their eggs like between their yeah feet? they do yeah yeah it would it would like roll stuff like oh, like a bombs. car, or oh, like cool. a oh, like a Katamari ball, like yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, what's its name? Um, Birdzo. Birds. Bird. <laughs> yes, Birdzo. Birdzo. <laughs> 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 oh, there it is. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Birdzo. And Brandon, where can people find you? Uh, uh, my website is brandonbird.com. Yeah, that's right. A lot of great art on there and prints, and they can buy the prints and stuff on there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or store.brandonbird.com. I update the store more than the webpage. The oh, webpage okay. is like still. Like, like I built my webpage when I knew HTML. Yeah. 
and then just kept gluing more HTML to it. That's fair. And for the past few years, <laughs> I've been in the slow process of like completely remaking it with current technology, but it's still very H. So I mainly just update the store. Which is yeah. Like, so I still, go to my store, store.brandenburg.com. Store.brandenburg.com. Uh, great stuff. Uh, check out the prints. Amazing stuff. Yeah. And Haley, uh, where can people find us? And and- people can find us at zero underscore Godzilla on Twitter. That's Z-E-R-O underscore Godzilla. Or you can find me at Haley Mancini. And me at Maddox Rules on Twitter. Uh, until next time, I'm George. I'm Haley. I've invited you here to discuss yeah, something that was that's awesome. very important. We welcome you. <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.